resident lighting specialist to our Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, executive editor of Residential Tech Today. This week, Nick Barry joins us from Las Vegas, where he is CEO of Origin Acoustics. Origin is the loudspeaker company co-founded back in 2014 by Jeremy Burkhart, the former CEO of the beloved audio brand Speakercraft. Nick might be best described as the yin to Jeremy's yang, but they're both equally savvy business people and motivational leaders who are highly respected for what they bring to the industry. Origin recently announced its acquisition of high-performance audio brand Ambisonic Systems, and a new agreement to serve as co-distributor of Amina Sound, a leading manufacturer of invisible loudspeakers out of the UK. I think these are both great additions to the Origin lineup, and Nick Barry is here to explain more. Nick, great to see you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Nice to see you. Appreciate the uh, time and the invite. Well, you and I chatted at uh, CDA Expo in Indianapolis um, right after the start of September, and we had crossed past in August at the ProSource Buying Group Spring Conference in San Antonio before that. I was unfortunately given a hotel room right across from your demo room. So uh, <laughs> so despite my best efforts not to hear the speakers, they sounded great, even through a pillow on my head. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Great to hear. Yeah, we uh, we had a couple evening events. Yes. Uh, so I'm sure you were appreciative of those. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm kind of an early to bed kind of guy, not necessarily to sleep, but uh, to get out of the crowds. And, yep. and that wasn't the best plan that night. But not, not at all. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of kind of perfect segue into uh, Amina, which we were displaying there. Uh, in full force at the the ProSource event. Okay, and that was Amina. So, okay. Yep, yep, that was Amina without any uh, subwoofers playing, which was pretty awesome. Uh, so you were hearing stuff in another room, uh, which was great, yeah. uh, especially since it just came from a pair of, uh, you know, paneled invisible speakers. Uh -huh. so, okay, uh, so I didn't bother to ask when we were at CDA mm -hmm. what I was uh, what I was hearing. So so that's really interesting. That's very impressive. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great, great demo room, good setup. It was a way... To really show the the products, the Amina brand, and how uh, invisible speakers can can work in in pretty much any environment, but but there's also the misconception that invisible speakers don't have um, a lot of bass uh, or aren't a full range type of, of product. And I think um, the Amina speakers really showcase uh, that you can play a very musical um, uh, product, a uh, very musical track, and still get a lot out of invisibles without needing a sub in the room itself. Um, wouldn't recommend it for uh, any type of uh, TV viewing mm. or movie watching. Of course, you need the impact of the subwoofer. But um, for general listening to music, I mean, they do very well um, just to pair them on their own. Right, right. Well, seeing it at ProSource, it was kind of like night and day uh, events because that was our first event back and it seemed like everything was kind of getting back to normal. And uh, we, we were enjoying uh, just getting getting in person again and and then just a few weeks later with the delta variant cedia expo kind of went haywire <laughs> um, yep. not to belabor that whole debate but uh origin was very vocal and so was especially jeremy about getting there in person and staying with the plan no matter what happens like we'll, we'll be there um why do you think it was so important um for origin to stay the course and exhibit at cedia even with so many companies choosing to stay home 
Yeah, I think, you know, for us, we're, we're a private company. Uh, and so I, I understand a lot of the, the public companies um, and some of the perception that's out there with uh, attending events. But, um, you know, as you mentioned, we had gone to a ProSource event a, a few weeks before um, and we see events continuing on around the country and we see many, uh, many other CDM manufacturers at those events. And so for us, um, it wasn't an easy decision. Um, it, it, I think, was the right decision. And it was to, to be there um, in a lesser format with lesser people uh, and to be there responsibly for the dealers that were in attendance. And, and that was really the, the final factor for us was um, it, it wasn't about what the overall attendance was going to be and about what manufacturers were going to show up. Uh, it really was making sure that we were there for the the dealers that were going to be in attendance. And and I think it worked out well for us. Um, I think it worked out uh, to, to benefit us in, in one big way where we were pretty much the only ones that were playing music uh, in the entire Cedia Hall. Uh, so I think that benefited us a lot to, to get a lot of ears on our products uh, and introduce us to, to people that just didn't know anything about us. And that's something that um, we find kind of rare in this space is, is when we run across a dealer that hasn't heard of, of Origin or um, any of the other nine, 10 brands we either own or distribute here in the United States. Well, I'm really glad you were there um, in all sincerity because it did make the show more fun. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, it was a, a small event, as you said. I think you referred to it as an expensive CDA Tech Summit. Whether I don't know if you want that yeah. public, but it was it, it, <laughs> I think, it was a funny I comment. Think it was. <laughs> <laughs> those, for those who don't know what Tech Summits are, they're, they're smaller regional events held around the country um, in non-COVID times, and and uh, and they're typically more tabletop oriented. But this was a little bit bigger than that. But uh, you're right; there wasn't a lot of music being played or. No, no video being displayed other than Kaleidoscape, I think, in their smaller booth. But there's one other company, which I don't know if you got out away from the booth, but Magna Audio, this Brazilian company that was there um, on the yep. other side of the hall. And I believe you guys might have been playing some of the same tracks. It was very odd. Like, I'd be over there. And like, <laughs> Possibly. What, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so you're bookending the show. It was pretty, pretty, pretty quiet in between, though. Um, yep, absolutely. But yeah, all, all in all, I think it worked out uh, well. We got to showcase a lot of new uh, products and, and probably about half of the items that we, we displayed um, were still in development. And, and we wanted to take the time uh, to get in front of, of dealers, whether they were our customers or not, um, just to get the opinions and to make sure uh, that we're going in the, the right direction. And, and we certainly... Um, have councils and have customers come in all the time to help work with us on, on products. Uh, but a lot of times, um, you know, you can kind of get stuck, especially when you are constantly listening to the same group. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to get um, some of that kind of outside um, influence or thought uh, surrounding some of these these new unique products. And for, for Origin, we entered into several uh, new categories that we haven't previously been in. And so that was really important to make sure that we weren't missing anything. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of great feedback. And for, for that reason, um, the show was, was definitely uh, worth it for us with all the valuable feedback we got, um, as well as being able to bring our network of sales reps together under one roof mm. uh, to hear and see those products real time uh, to, to let them know uh, what we've been working on for the last year and a half. Um, it's obviously been a weird period of time uh, living 
through and during COVID uh, with with bringing groups together. And so um, a, a lot of our sales people and, and, and reps out there uh, probably have been sitting around saying, well, we haven't seen anything new come out for a while. What, what is it that they're back there working on? And so we got a display that um, we haven't just sat in our hands for the last year and a half. Uh, we've been out there, you know, really trying to push and get into these these new categories. Yeah. And one of the things that impressed me was that I'm, I'm used to seeing uh, evolution evolutionary products from origin as you ground out your line since the company hasn't in the grand scheme of things been around very long even though there's the speakercraft lineage which is a very experienced kind of uh world of hey this is what a full line of audio products should be but as you start out you can't put it all out there right out the gate so you've you've added as you've gone and then there's this conversation that we had at cedia where it's about acquisition and about distribution agreements which kind of fast forward to certain categories maybe you couldn't do so quickly so the one i really wanted to touch on you you mentioned um the the uh, the distribution um, deal, but the the one which was the acquisition was Ambisonic Systems, and um, yep. the the fact that uh, an industry pioneer Jeff uh, Jeffrey Combs is uh, involved with that company and founded that company, it was very interesting. And if you could maybe just give a little bit of background about uh, about uh, him and why why we should know who he is, if some pe- people don't recognize the name right away. And yeah, um, and then and then how that kind of deal was able to kind of come together. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So um, Jeff has uh, definitely been, you know, one of the industry, uh, you know, essentially founders and one of the the first um, uh, guys to to really come out with a, a lineup of products. Um, his his background really started in in audio. Um, back in the late 60s, early 70s. And it was a story like many um, dealers and other people that I come across, uh, which is that of being kind of a, a tinker of, of things and just playing around and then all of a sudden creating something that, that sounded good uh, and starting a company to uh, install these products uh, into homes. And a, a lot of those uh, in the 80s uh, were just kind of car audio type of products that were being installed into to boards and then those boards going uh, into drywall or into cabinetry. And, and that's really uh, what, what got him going and, and had a very successful um, integration business. Uh, and then that kind of morphed into uh, the manufacturing side. And so Jeff uh, founded um, James Loudspeaker. Um, I believe it was in the late, late 90s or early 2000s. Um, but he founded that company and was was kind of pivotal in the advent of a few uh, really big categories today. And that's landscape audio. Um, that was a, a huge category that that he was um, a, a leader in and a leader in the thought of design of, of burying subwoofers um, and having substat systems uh, and kind of understanding that uh, a single speaker can only play so low and only go so loud and that's making separates uh very similar to the kind of two channel world uh was the the right approach especially in the the vast outdoor uh environment and so he was very pivotal to designing products around that space um and and even doing many many um oem projects where he was designing and then building for um several companies that are out there um today and continued that work 
uh, up till uh, we decided to uh, purchase them. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> with that was that he had a, a pretty big portfolio of, of patents surrounding a number of uh, unique install methods, um, unique technologies, um, trademark names, stuff like that, that we were able to, to gather in the acquisition, uh, which would, would really come to, to benefit us um, over the last year in kind of designing some of the uh, higher end products that we're, we're working on. Um, the, the benefit of that relationship was that uh, we really have at Origin, uh, we really have the, the core of the um, uh, contractor business with uh, mass production um, housing. Uh, we have a, a pretty big and wide line for that group. And then we have a pretty wide and, 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 and broad line uh, for the higher end home and the custom home under origin. Um, but there's a level uh, beyond that. And that's one of kind of the bespoke uh, made in America uh, type of products. And that was what Jeff was able to bring to us was the ability to go upstream uh, and continue to develop uh, higher end products and give us the flexibility of, of building the bulk of those things in the U.S. So um, today, about 70 percent of the product is built in, in the U.S. Um, and then the other 30 uh, percent is either a combination of assembly here um, with a very small percentage being finished goods that are coming from another another country. Um, and we're going to continue uh, and champion that over the next several years. And I think that as a manufacturer, uh, that's really important for us. It's important to um, have a line that kind of hedges um, our bet uh, against the international business and building products abroad. Um, today, it's it's very much uh, very much impossible for us to build the bulk of our loudspeakers here uh, in the U.S. and be any bit competitive. Mm. Um, you know, pricing would would be three, four hundred percent more wow. uh, to the the products if we did it all here. And so we have uh, a little area to play in, and that's the the real high end products that give us the flexibility of being able to to manufacture in the states. Well, that that's an interesting factor because obviously all the supply chain issues. There's been some rumblings of, hey, this is going to really influence companies to try to bring some of that back into the domestic or the North American market, so that yep. you don't have to wait for things on on big ship shipping crates and things so but it's not that easy obviously the price is is part of the f- factor here and um yep. i i see that that that's a good uh um way to sort of hedge it a little bit here and there to fill in the gaps if you need to but um your your uh the the ambisonic facility then is in arizona so that remains yep. there and and you retain um some that that crew, not only that intellectual property, but some those people and Jeff himself, he's part of the deal, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you know, we, we purchased the company and Jeff is um, a, a big believer in what we're doing. Okay. Um, I, I think Jeff's uh, a, a unique guy. And if anyone's ever gotten the chance to sit down with them, uh, he he definitely is a, a, a great salesperson mm. uh, and he's a great uh, thinker and, and tinker of products uh, and is able to come up with some really crazy ideas. Um, but one of the things he, he didn't enjoy uh, and is, is, is very public in any conversation with it is he didn't enjoy the day to day running of a business. And and so for for us, um, those are things 
that are really hard to find and to buy is somebody who has a very creative mind who is out there uh, trying to invent new uh, and, and constantly curious about the environment. So being able to, to buy Ambisonic and, and bring Jeff uh, and uh, Tom Harrison, who is Harrison, which is one of their um, engineers over mm -hmm. there, who who has done a, a number of uh, big projects with pretty large uh, entities. It's really exciting to have them on board with us, continuing to fill out the, the product roadmap. And so um, right now we've we've really honed in and focused on the outdoor environment with the products, right. uh, where we've done. Uh, a number of custom outdoor soundbars. We we do a lot of traditional landscape and burial subwoofer product and, and have several more products coming out uh, in that arena. But taking that technology indoors has been a huge demand of the Ambisonic customer. Hmm. And so we're, we're definitely investing and pushing that so that we can have um, some of the highest quality uh, architectural products as well as, as theater, soundbar, uh, and then what what we call minimal opening, which is your smaller substat combo um, in the ceiling to kind of match that uh, uh, approach that the lighting designers are going for, which is you know the smaller uh, lighting that's going at home. So really, really trying to fill that in over the next couple of years. And this is not something that's all going to happen uh, in the next six months or a year, but um, building a roadmap for. Um, really the next three to five years. And there'll be a lot more exciting things to come uh, with with that acquisition. And you mentioned to me that the Ambisonic name stays as well because there is such a loyal uh, dealer base, yeah. I guess, for that. Um, I would say end user, but probably more dealer base would be the fan of the yep. product line. So uh, why, why mess with uh, that that sort of organic uh, fit and and change everything to origin. So, so you're going to have that within the origin family, but still called ambisonic. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's very similar to the way that a lot of our customers, uh, the integrators, uh, businesses are, um, they, they have, they have high end customers and they have a, a different group of products that they put into those homes. And then they have, you know, your I'm hanging a TV and using this type of mount and maybe, you know, putting this pair of speakers in, um, that that is your entry level uh, products, and so I think within the Origin Acoustics uh, family, or one of the things that that we say around here is the the Origin ecosystem uh, is to to have other brands within that ecosystem that are are for niche categories um, that Origin itself. Uh, is not going to be able to invest to become the best in which invisible speakers is one of those, um, you know, unique opportunities that is a niche category. Uh, but for us to have a product and have a, a lineup that fits all of the dealers needs uh, and, and has something in every category they're asking, it would take us years. And that's something really, really difficult to, to do. You know, we've, we've been in business now seven years. Um, but for the first five years, every year felt like we were a startup. Hmm. Uh, and so it's it's finally nice to have a, a, an awesome base of customers and to be able to bring stuff that our customers want to buy from us because they're they're loyal origin customers. And that's what we're going to continue to do is continue to add to the ecosystem. <clears throat> and what's very important is finding brands that have the same uh, like mindedness of us. Hmm which is being serious about the CDA integrator, uh, focusing solely on the CDA integrator, 
um, not picking a brand that is, um, you know, in retail or in Costco or selling on Amazon. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but that's not how we're built mm -hmm. and, and we're built to, to cater to the, the integrator. And so we want to make sure that they always have safety and knowing that if they buy an Origin Acoustics product or one of the products that we distribute, uh, that they don't have to worry about it being somewhere else or getting price shopped against the, the web. And I think that that's something that um, might be a little old school thinking, but it's something that, that we still take and, and are very prideful in that we don't have uh, any of any of our goods um, available for sale through third party online retailers. Well, and so the Amina Sound uh, distribution agreement, can you uh, provide a little bit of behind the scenes on how that came about? Uh, it seems like it's it's really helpful to have one of those invisible speaker lines within a um, audio company where you can yep. just plastered into the wall. You don't see it there. And uh, and how is it that this this brand was available to distribute it? And I know you're not the only one doing it. So there's a, a yeah, partner. Yeah, I can I can get into a little bit of the details here. So, um, you know, essentially, like I was saying, we, we had a, a little bit of a hole there. Mm -hmm. uh, when you start to get into a lot of the uh, higher end projects, um, the integrator, even the, the developer uh, of the, the home or the end customer, um, they would like to, to buy things from from all one customer, buy those products from from one one company. Sorry. Um, and so uh, we found ourselves getting in on a lot of uh, projects that they may have been one type of product to start and then through design morphed into a different need. Uh, and, and Origin maybe didn't have that need uh, filled, uh, such as Invisible. Uh, and so it was really important to find an Invisible um, brand to be able to distribute. And so Amina uh, had came up a couple of years ago. Uh, and we we had conversations with them for the last two plus years, mm. uh, and it it really came to to, to uh, came to me when um, Snap AV bought Control Four. Um, Control Four and Triad were the distributors prior uh, for Amina, uh, and so when that acquisition took place, um, I don't know the details behind the scenes there, but the the brand was released at a certain point. Uh, and they were kind of free on their own. Um, being a, a UK-based company, uh, they didn't have uh, a, a very strong sales team here in the US to go out and, and, and decide to go uh, direct to dealers. And so um, we had started talking with them. And at that point in time, they had found a, 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 a good partner being LK Stockroom out of Florida uh, to be their distributor. And that relationship, um, 15, 20 years uh, in the making, they were one of Amina's first customers in the U.S., and so they they really trusted them to do uh, what's right with the brand, uh, kind of during this this transition. And so um, this allowed for us to have open dialogue and communications with Amina out of the U.K. and with LK uh, in Florida to come up with an agreement that basically um, it's a three-way distribution agreement. And dealers can procure their products from LK um, or from any one of the LK um, representatives, representatives that's out there with Amina or from Origin Acoustics, OriginAcoustics.net um, or uh, any Origin Acoustics rep. 
And so you can you can purchase the goods now from a number of different places, um, all being you know rep centric and CDS centric. Um, and at, at the end of the day, it's all one company, one agreement. So it doesn't matter if it gets purchased from Seth or LK in Florida, um, or if it's from us. Um, it all counts to to one one sale, and we we share in that. So it's a very um, fair uh, agreement. Um, what's really important about this is that any of these partners, as I was expressing earlier, that we pick up and put in the ecosystem, we want to make sure that it's not just a distribution agreement. Um, it, it's a distribution agreement plus what makes us uh, special is that we we listen and we listen to our customers. And, and our customers, when we get out there with Amina and, and we start talking about it and selling it, they're going to have unique ideas different installation methods. And, and we're going to take that all in. And we expect that our partners um, listen to that information and develop and design unique products and unique you know, installation methods and such um, for our customers. Um, if they don't do that, then it's not a good relationship for us. We're not just into pushing boxes. We want to make sure that that everyone's on the same page. And, and, and that's one of the most important things as we continue to grow and continue to find partners is that they are uh, they have the same view as we do. Well, we'll continue our conversation with Nick Barry uh, after the break. For those who invest in premium private cinema and demand the very best in picture and sound, Kaleidoscape delivers the perfect cinema experience. Kaleidoscape is the world's only ecosystem for downloading, storing, and playing lossless, reference-quality movies without buffering or compression artifacts. Kaleidoscape's Terra servers and Strato players provide limitless scalability for storing and playing movies throughout your home. With full home automation integration, transform any space into a personal cinema to enjoy Kaleidoscape's growing library of over 12,000 movies, TV series, and concerts and the world's largest downloadable collection of lossless 4K HDR movies with Dolby Atmos. Learn more at Kaleidoscape.com. Welcome back. I'm Residential Tech Today Executive Editor Jeremy Glowacki, and I'm talking with Nick Barry, CEO of Origin Acoustics. Nick, um, you, were, uh, you and I are talking about all the products and technologies, but uh, I kind of wanted to get to know your background a little bit. And... One of the things that I think a lot of people know is uh, your relationship to the co-founder of the company, Jeremy Burkhart. I believe you guys are cousins. Uh, yep, that's correct. <laughs> you, made, you made a big deal about that when, when you first started working there. And I, I love the family connection. But uh, uh, I, I, all I know is Jeremy's been a, a great promoter of his company. He's a bit of a showman over the years. And then uh, here's his cousin who seems to be sort of the behind the scenes, more cerebral, not no offense to Jeremy, <laughs> just more, more reserved type of personality, very much somebody I relate to, uh, enjoy talking yeah. DNC <laughs> for that very fact. Um, did you guys actually grow up together? Yeah, we did. So, um, you know, for a number of years in, in Jeremy's early upbringing, um, uh, my family, my mom, and my dad uh, raised him, oh. and uh, we were we were pretty close. Uh, and you know, he babysat me when I was a kid, and and uh, you know, which looking back was probably very dangerous. <laughs> Not parents, a great uh, idea. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they they trusted him enough to watch me from time to time, uh, and and we did grow up together. We kind of lost 
uh, kind of lost ways for maybe like 10 years. And that was probably the, the time period uh, that he was most successful or up and coming at, at speakercraft. Mm -hmm. So probably from between uh, 96 to about uh, 2004, um, you know, we were in contact and we'd see each other at family events and such, um, but we, we didn't really uh, spend a lot of time together. Um, and I was here in Las Vegas where we're headquartered and I, I grew up out here. Hmm. Um, and I had finished up my, my undergrad degree. Um, and uh, I actually was in development. So, uh, I worked for a, a large developer here in, in Vegas, hmm. um, while I was getting my undergrad. So, uh, it took me a very long time to get my undergrad. I think it, it was about seven years, uh, but I was gainfully employed, um, as at first, a new home orientation specialist. So the guy that does the walkthroughs and the punch list with the customers for, for new homes. Um, and I, I probably did 1,500 uh, new home orientations. Uh, so I, I got a really good understanding of, of learning people, um, learning how to speak to them, work with them, calm them down. Um, there, there's nothing like a, a new homeowner walking into the house and if a door handle was missing, um, it's like the entire project is going to fall down, <laughs> right? Um, there's no no faith or trust. So I got I got a really good um, understanding of how to to work with people, um, and then that kind of moved into project management for um, single family homes, uh, as well as a couple high rise projects here in Vegas. Um, and then I continued my career in in construction into uh, becoming a general contractor uh, in working on some pretty large scale um, commercial and public works projects. So um, park remodels, um, you can remodel a park, apparently, uh, <laughs> big park remodels. Um, we built the first uh, LEED certified building in Vegas, uh, which was actually in Henderson, and it was the Henderson North Community Police Station. Hmm. Um, so that was a really fun project uh, with a lot of technology. Um, and, and that's one of the things that um, in that commercial space, when you're dealing with the government or the county or the city, um, all of their communications and all of their their um, scenes and programming all goes back to some central station somewhere, right? Whether it's the, the Henderson uh, main campus, but all the police stations have to be connected. All of the, the other public works buildings have to be connected. And so I got kind of my first little piece of, of control information on a project like that. Um, and that was uh, very much driven by um, the air conditioning company who, who was doing the air conditioning control. And so that was that was kind of cool to, to kind of cut my teeth on a project like that. Um, and then uh, general contracting kind of dried up here in Vegas uh, in you know, 2008, 2009, along with the new home construction. Uh, so I had been hanging out with Jeremy for a number of years and, and, uh, reached out to him and they were just launching, uh, with Magnolia in Best Buy, uh, the Speakercraft uh, brand of products. And so, um, I took that, that role and it was just very quickly after, you know, there was a, a marketing guy that had left. And so I stepped into marketing over there and then there was a sales guy that left. And so I kind of took over, um, the inside um, of the, the sales, which was, you know, dealing with the reps, doing the, the weekly meetings with the reps and, and, and really kind of setting the, the groundwork or the framework of, um, uh, you know, sales, uh, and marketing at, at, at speakercraft. Um, 
while I was there, I, I went back and got my master's uh, in business. So I got my master's while I was at Speakercraft. And then um, Jeremy and I both left about the same time. Uh, and then we were talking and Jeremy was talking about uh, starting another speaker company. Um, and we actually had been at my uh, dad's house. Uh, I think it was Thanksgiving of 2013. Um, and he was saying that he was doing this and he was going to start it. And, and, you know, my response was just like everybody else's response. And that was, um, nobody needs another architectural speaker. <laughs> right. Um, and so fast forward a year and he was ready to launch. Um, I, I, I couldn't let him do it without me. Mm. Uh, so I jumped on board right at the, the beginning stages before our first CDA. We just were having a, a seven skew lineup and starting to put together cut sheets. And now fast forward, uh, to today, Origin has over 300 SKUs. Wow. Um, we have seven brands that we distribute, um, two other brands that are ours, um, some unique OEM relationships like with Crestron, uh, building products for, for Crestron mm -hmm. Home, uh, building all of the architectural products. Um, and, you know, one of the, the, the most successful uh, that I don't think has has really came across here in the U.S., but internationally has been a very strong success, has been our partnership with Bang & Olsen. Mm, right. And so um, we continue to this day to make um, Bang & Olsen and Origin Acoustics architectural loudspeakers. So they're, they're co-branded, and that relationship um, has gone really well and, and is, is really um, at the point of, of taking it to another level. And so um, that's really exciting for the the coming years is all of this stuff that we have going on. And I don't think any of us um, envisioned that we'd be in the position we are today. Um, this started off as we just wanted to have something to do and very quickly uh, with the, the love and support of our customers has continued to morph into something unique and different. And we're continuing to, to grow it out and build it up and um, very exciting times. Yeah, it, it is a, a, an impressive uh, growth curve in, in a short amount of time. And a lot of that built in um, loyalty, I think, with, with, with Jeremy and the, the, the return to maybe some of that passion that wasn't that was maybe missing for a little while when he was out of the industry. But uh, you're you're like I said, you bring a whole different personality to it. So what is your working relationship like? Are, I, I know you say you're on calls with them all the time and you guys are kind of uh, developing, uh, playing off different ideas for, for things. And maybe once yep. in a while you have to say, hey, I think we ought to not do the, you know, rebrand Ambisonic as Origin. We, we need to keep that name or whatever it may be. You guys have a really yep. good ability to play off each other. What's that like? Yeah, I mean, realistically, I, I, I probably talk to them every day. Okay. Um, and and that's a full conversation, not um, just text messaging. Uh, we probably text uh, a number of times throughout the day. Um, but we have a business conversation every day, and and sometimes it's it's very brief. It's just, hey, uh, did we get that container? Right. <laughs> uh, it's as basic as that. Um, to you know, more detailed conversations about um, here's here's something you should look at. And so um, that's really kind of the relationship right now. Is um, I think we're I think we're past the 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 mentor stage. Um, I've been working directly with him for twelve years now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're past that mentor stage. Um, and now it's more about, um, hey, I can call and talk to, to Nick 
uh, and I can bring something up. And if it is something um, that is valuable or good for the company, um, I trust that I trust that Nick knows that and, and he'll take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really the way that we work. And if it's something that um, I dismiss, uh, then if it's really important, it comes back up again. And that's kind of just the way we keep very open communication, open dialogue. Um, and, um, you know, we don't ever, we don't ever probably cross anything off the list. Um, we, we keep a very exhaustive ongoing list, whether that's, um, crazy ideas about what to do at the next event or, um, what to do at the, the, the next, uh, you know, Cabo trip or the next product or whatever it is. Um, they all stay on there and we talk about them and sometimes, um, Sometimes we miss, sometimes we don't pull the trigger on something and uh, someone else comes out with it or it's a new category and we're like, man, we were we were ahead of our time or we were behind our time, right? That that happens uh, from, from time to time, but um, it's a very good working relationship. And and the the other kind of missing part of that is uh, with Mark Fisher, oh, who's yeah. um, in, in charge of all of our sales and pretty much runs um, the, the sales team. And has the the biggest um, influence on daily dealer interactions, sure. um, and so he's he's part of a lot of those um, conversations as well. Uh, and so that's another you know method that he probably talks to Jeremy um, on a regular basis, at least a couple times a, a couple times a week, and and things get brought up on the sales side. So it's kind of nice to to make sure that that jeremy's heard and that there's somebody that is collecting that information and that it gets back into you know the day-to-day side of the business which is what um i really focus on and and you know to be honest i think one of my um biggest strengths as you uh were saying we have a very similar uh demeanor um is that i i very much uh like to analyze things and 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 really really enjoy the planning aspect um, of the position that I'm in. So um, planning is an ongoing thing for us. It never it never stops. We just keep adding to that plan and we always have a really great picture of where we're at uh, and where we're going. And it doesn't mean that that's not going to change. Um, but at any given time, we can look at what our 2022 um, plan is right now. Um, it's, it's running real time. Uh, you can't just look at next year and this year and this is just a clean break right um it isn't a clean break it's it's an ongoing trajectory and and that's something that's really important we're not we're not being short-sighted here and looking at year to year um we're really trying to build something that is supposed to uh grow and last a lifetime and in order to do that um we have to be extremely flexible um, you know, do, do I know are architectural speakers going to be a thing in 15 years from now? I don't know. They have been for the last 30 years. Um, but, but is that going to change? I don't know, but we're going to be prepared if it does. And that's something that we kind of pride ourselves on is, is monitoring and watching everything that's, that's happening out there. Well, Nick, I, I really appreciate all the insight and talking to you again and, and learning about uh, everything that's been going on with the company. It's, it sounds like it's been a really busy time and, and I look forward to seeing what you have in store for uh, 2022. I can't believe we're already talking about that, but we're yeah. getting close. So It's getting close. Well, I, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, one thing we didn't get to discuss, but we have uh, we just bought a new building and oh. we're building out a whole new uh, showroom experience center. 
um, here in Las Vegas. So we'll have to get you up here next year. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to ask you about the difference uh, in location there because Las Vegas is a relatively new headquarters. But uh, I knew once you said it was uh, a time a time for uh, it, it was your it was your home and that's where you yep. went to college. It made a lot of sense. So. Um, yeah, and it, it, we didn't. I, I didn't really want to come back uh, to Vegas. Um, we had a lot of other options, but it it turned out to be great because um, Vegas is growing. Um, you know, we got pro sports teams now; they're growing, uh, and just the, the the frequency of customers just stopping by because they're here for one thing or another um, is awesome. We were not getting that uh, in Southern California, yeah. um, especially where we are located. There was nobody that was just. Uh, passing through Riverside on their, on their way to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Fair enough. <laughs> so this works out a lot better, but uh, thank you. I appreciate the, the time and, and thanks for the interview. Absolutely. Nick Berry is CEO of Origin Acoustics. Find out more about the company at originacoustics.com. That wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast and consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite platform. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also sub subscribe to the bi-monthly print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.